Hello and welcome to another fantastic episode of the Fantastic Mr. Podcast. Tonight we're looking at horror movie tropes. So sit back and relax as we split up, check out that noise over there, and jump in our car that won't start as we check out horror movie tropes. is Justin Strange, and I'm here with my two lovely co-hosts, Zach Briggs and Jake Kramer. Say hey, guys. Yo. Oh. <laughs> what? That was a scream. <laughs> oh, was it? I couldn't yes. tell. We couldn't. <laughs> like a little so, <laughs> As the intro stated, we're talking about horror movie. Tropes. That was kind of a jump scare right there. Shoot. What's for our listeners. Uh, for our listeners. They're like, what was that sound? As the intro stated, we're talking about horror movie tropes. And for those who don't know um, what a trope is, I'm looking for the correct definition, but I had it earlier. Oh, here it is. Film tropes are thematic storytelling devices that communicate something figurative to an audience. They can be something as simple as an object with symbolic meaning or something as complex as an action with referential meaning. This is a too, this isn't. This isn't a good definition. Yeah, I feel like the popular definition of that is usually just repeated patterns yeah. that people yeah. see in movies all the time. That's so funny. in example as a horror trope would be splitting up the party to go check out the sounds. Yeah. Or just, jumping in the car and trying to turn the key and the key not working. Like it's it's repeated motifs well, the, the that works. track across multiple movies of the same genre. And multiple times i think the key works just fine it's the car that's not working right yeah but like the point is they're trying to get away from the bad guy and they can't you know what it's semantics jake let me have my thing okay i like jake you took you took definition. my definition away from me so i get to take your well you I, picked a bad definition yeah dude, I, I picked the I, first one i saw because i wanted it to be like i wanted it to sound smart and then it it sounded a little too smart i think <laughs> Anyways, we right. the the dumbed down yeah. much more. So trope is just something you see over and over again, and and like horror movies are are known for for. I mean, there are tropes in non horror movies, of course, but like, I think when we hear trope, we probably go straight to horror movies, or at least I do. So what are your? So let's start with you, Zach. What are some of your favorite horror movie tropes that you enjoy, or you see a lot, or whatever? When humans are defined as the real monster. Like, for like, example, tw- 28 uh, weeks later or days later, uh, I mean, behind all the zombie carnage, you know, it's the the people, the the humans around that are the the creators of this mess and the the true adversaries or the or they're they're the walking dead. <laughs> yeah, you want, you want to go more mainstream for sure. Yeah. Don't they even say that line in in The Walking Dead at some point? Like, we're yeah. The Walking Dead. Yeah, I cringe. Like that. When that was said. Yeah, yeah. Um, I just, I, I, it was, it relates to me more. Like when it comes to especially zombies or monster like, or UFOs or anything that's kind of more existential. I guess it's 
it brings it back when you have a human entity or antagonist. Yeah. I feel like there's a, a much more like this is this could be reality perhaps and this is how what we may experience in a, an apocalypse of sorts or the world's coming to an end and the the, the impending doom that while the the asteroid hitting the earth might be pretty scary well the people the looters around you the the crazy nuts that are preparing for the end of the world i think the ones that should be uh viewed as the more horrific entity yeah so that's one of my favorites another one i'll speak about in general is found footage yeah just found footage in general i think it could be done well and then it's overused a lot of the times especially these days but uh the movie as above so below uh, which takes place in the catacombs of paris in france (laughs) and uh kind of a documentary style footage uh, yeah uh these guys going under the catacombs to explore um mm-hmm. i guess basically it's like a She's in a way a allegory of like the nine circles of hell yeah well that's that's well. basically what that movie is it's like they they get, go under the paris catacombs to look for the philosopher's stone which is if you've seen harry potter and the american version it's the sorcerer's stone in the uk version of harry potter it's the philosopher's stone and it's the same thing it's the same stone um, that gives you immortality, basically. Um, and that's what they're looking for. But as they go down there, you know, they enter pretty much enter hell. Like I saw that movie in theaters, and I'm pretty sure I showed you that movie, Jake or um, Zach. And uh, yep, we watched it together. Yeah, me, you, and Mandy, I think. And um, it was funny because Mandy was all scared that she was going to get super scared. <laughs> it's like she was scared of getting scared. I saw that movie in theaters, and that is one movie that, like, truly. Um, I don't want to say scared me, but it freaked me. I don't know if those are the same things. It's creepy, guys, but yeah, it's disturbing. It, like it amb- very, amb- ambience is very disturbing throughout the movie. I think I think that's what it is. Is the ambience? And there's like, no music, if I can recall. There's really no. Well, there's there's not there's not a score that. No, but there is that like choral music that's being sung down there. Um, but yeah, it's like, but it's, like it's, it's it's diegetic. It's it's immersive. Yeah, yeah. What about you, Jake? My favorite tropes, or just this ones is- that you see a lot, or something like that. Well, it's difficult for me because I'm not a, a huge horror fanatic. I enjoy a great psychological thriller every now and then, um, but I'm not a huge horror guy. So I guess for me, it'd probably fall under the lines of that psychological horror of, um, I don't know, a, a, a catchy name for the trope, but it's the, uh, like, are they insane or not? Like, is, is, is what they're saying a figment of their imagination or is it real? Um, so like movies like Black Swan or great movie. Uh, yeah, great movie. Black Swan or like thing or, um, all the thing doesn't really fit. I, don't I was going to say, that. I don't know if the thing that is one of at all Black Swan or <laughs> that doesn't fit at all. Oh, what's another one that I saw? Um, Shutter Island. Shutter Island. That's a great That's a good example. One. Yeah. There's also another one. I think it's called like, uh, it's not source code. That's with Jake Gyllenhaal. There's Jake one Gyllenhaal. where this guy basically figures out that he's in a simulation. The Matrix. It's not The Matrix. It's I'm like The Matrix, but horror. He like his daughter. I forget the name of the movie. His daughter dies. And so he goes about trying to get his daughter back. And basically he jumps universes to a universe where his daughter's alive again. But then everything goes wrong. Um, 
And uh, that movie was really great because it had like these great data moshing visuals and trippy stuff. But it was like, is this guy, is he actually in another universe or is he just going crazy? So kind of that that uncertain, I guess you call it an, an uncertain protagonist. So is, is can it... you trust the protagonist's point of view? Um, hang on. Is it the Mandela effect? Yeah, the Mandela effect. That's it. Oh, I just looked it up. I literally typed in everything you said, and that's what called. <laughs> I said, "Daughter dies." Jump I just universe, don't know why I couldn't think of that word. <laughs> okay, okay, it's okay. Um, I guess that would be considered a like an uncertain protagonist or an untrustworthy protagonist because you can't trust the perspective that you know. If you're watching the movie through their perspective, you can't trust what their perspective is true. So I like uh. I like that trope in horror as well. I'm a big fan of splitting up to <laughs> check the it's noise. It's like Scooby-Doo. Yeah. yeah. Let's go, gang. And then they all proceed to, like, you know, get destroyed. And it's usually always Scooby, Shaggy, and Velma split up, and Daphne and Fred split up. It's never da- Fred and Velma. You notice that? Yeah, I have noticed that. And it's always like, oh, we're going to go upstairs to, like, the really comfy master bedroom. <laughs> to check if out you, if you know what i mean okay cool um so i guess if i had to pick some i like found footage as well um i enjoy it because it's i mean it's almost like could be real might might be real might not be real kind of stuff what's the uh, first one you saw i'm guessing blair witch project the first one i ever saw i think the first found footage horror movie i ever saw was the paranormal activity i think i saw blair blair witch project after paranormal activity um and I really, I really like, like, I don't care what anybody says. I enjoy all the paranormal activity movies. Story, good story or not. I just, there's just something about the whole, whole storyline with that whole, whole franchise. It's like Saw, you know what I mean? Like, I what like, about the, what about the found footage makes it interesting to you? It, it seems as though, and it's supposed to seem like this. Seems as though there's no planning in the shots. You know what I mean? Like, like paranormal activity. Literally, it's a, it's a uh, camera on a tripod, and I think the camera moves back and forth. If I'm not mistaken, it's supposed to be like a CCT. So. Yeah, I mean, I know, I, I get what like it's supposed to be, but that's why I like it is because it's like they literally just put a camera on a tripod and pointed it toward the bed. You know what I mean? And things happen while they're so, and then even like. During the day, it's just supposed to be Micah carrying the camera around. Do you know what I mean? So that's what I uh, enjoy about it. It's just like the, I mean, even the Blair Witch Project, it's literally, I mean, it probably isn't a a character carrying an actual camera, but it seems like it, right? That's what makes it kind of scary is it seems real because the footage has been found, right? It's like um, Anne Frank's diary. You know what? You know, she wrote in this diary and then she's killed and they mm-hmm. published the diary. But of course, that was real. That was very yeah. real. <laughs> um, but it's just kind of that same concept where they're supposed to like even like in the paranormal activities, activity movies, it's supposed to say like it says like this happened. So this this long before the first movie, um, this footage was found, blah, 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 blah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. It's supposed to give you that idea that someone found this footage and released it as a movie. And in the Conjuring movies, while it's not 
found footage, there's aspects and bits where you they're watching supposed real uh, like video recollections of one of their past situations, like the the wife when she gets like possessed and she freaks out. Wasn't that captured on video in quotations? I guess I know that they when they went like downstairs and they had um, the camera with them. I'm pretty sure that was shot with like an authentic like almost like a VHS camcorder, if I'm mm-hmm. not mistaken. So like that was cool because of that. I mean, it really wasn't anything scary about it. It just was more authentic than the rest. I feel of like films. a lot of horror films will include that that kind of decrepit the very low quality video to give the audience a view of, oh this is that well, you happened know, before this is what to expect it's like a way to explain yeah seriousness of this entity or this scary aspect that we're probably going to see more of uh, later in the movie and the, the the movie the fourth kind it's one of my oh, favorite yeah. Yeah, alien that. abduction movies it's mm-hmm. it's a like wikipedia describes it as a pseudo documentary but it has it's kind of loosely based on some real events involving a psychologist. And there's this one scene where there's a, a, a dude being questioned about his uh, apparent abduction and he starts levitating on his bed. And yeah. it, that's shown on, on the video. Um, so it's like, that's another example as well. Like an earlier example, this is that movie came out in yeah, 2009. Yeah. That was a long time ago. Um, you know, we talked about these movies before, but, um, Movie I think of with the whole found footage thing is like the VHS movies where they literally watch VHS tapes, at least in the first two. You know, they go in and they find all these tapes and they just start watching them. And they're supposed to be these real like accounts of, you know, alien abductions and yeah. this like mass suicides and zombie attacks and stuff like that. Um, it was supposed to give it that real feel. Now, there's two more. Actually, actually there's two more that i haven't seen because there's i think now there's five and there's about to be a sixth one that come out vhs movies that i have not yet watched but there's vhs vhs2 vhs viral 1994 1999 and then 1985 is supposed to come out soon so there's a lot of those vhs movies out and by vhs movies i mean it's a movie called vhs where they watch a lot of vhs tapes so there should be a spinoff called blu-ray <laughs> or DVD. Or DVD. Or Laserdisc, even. <laughs> All right, cool. Uh, is there any tropes you guys think of that you don't like? Like? Or cringeworthy you, or, ones? Yes, thank you. I was going to say, or that you think are cringe. Because I think the word trope just naturally, at least for me, has a negative connotation. But yeah, people sure. need to know that that's not always the case. There's examples There's good tropes that, out there. That, that we've kind of already talked about. I mean, at least in my opinion, that display some of these tropes, such, such as the found footage uh, pretty well. Uh, but uh, yeah, I think for me, the whole scenario of you know, teens or young people having a nice wanting to be free and party and go to a, a lake or mm-hmm. find a, or a, a, a cabin, cabin in the, the woods. woods. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, Kevin the Woods was like a parody of yeah. horror, but I, I did. Watch, yeah. I watched that movie. That was a that was a pretty cool movie. What you know, you mentioned that Zach, and and the first thing I think of is there's always and it seems like any of those movies, yes, drinking. Well, no, it's like there's always a girl that gets killed either while or before or at the some slime. time around around the time they're having sex. It's the slut. 
Yeah, it's all yeah, and and that's what they well they called her and in Cabin in the Woods they called her the whore. I think they called her the whore because she's <laughs> yeah, supposed okay. to die. But it's the same thing. Uh, yeah, and like she's supposed to die because anyway, the Cabin in the Woods. Um, if you haven't seen it, and I'm not talking to you two, I'm talking to anybody out there who's listening. You should watch it at least once. It's very uh, it's going to subvert your expectations of what a or slasher supposed to be. So, yeah, yeah, but the, yeah, the cabin, the 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 teens or the young people partying. That's a big. Uh, trope yeah. that gets old after a while and winnie the pooh blood and honey that was introduced once again but this time with uh, british uh girls i think i don't know if there's any guys probably i don't think i don't remember but yeah it's it, it they go to the hundred acre woods and for whatever reason they somehow reserve this decrepit home it's actually pretty nice they have a pool and everything and then that, re- that brings me to the also annoying trope of the the elusive enemy, the being that's like stalking the person in the pool that's that kind of always, oblivious. Yeah. yeah. Never die, it seems yeah. like. They yeah. always get back up. It's like always. But I mean, if they didn't, I mean, like if you think about it, those killers are kind of the protagonists, wouldn't you say? Oh, yeah. In that movie? Or in any movie. In general. Any yeah. of those kind of I mean, absolutely. it's about them, honestly. Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. you have you have Friday 13th, Nightmare Nightmare on Elm Street, like it's, and then you get movies like Freddy versus Jason, right? Yep. It's just there. I mean, I personally find it easier to watch for movies when I'm rooting for the bad guy anyway. Yes. I'm just like, yeah, kill those bitches. Yeah, get them. Then I find it more. It's a lot more fun, I bet. It's a lot more fun. It's a lot easier for me to watch them because instead of like fearing for these characters, I get a I get a be on the side of the bad guy, and it becomes less of a horror movie and more of just like a, like. I don't know, like a sporting almost event. a comedy. Yeah, like a sporting event. <laughs> That's hard, bad to say, but it is kind of like a sporting event. Watch I mean, that, and and I think that goes through when you go into like, uh, like what is it called, like horror porn or like violence smut, porn? Uh, smut film? No, no I'm smut, not about... they're not smut. I was thinking of a snuff film, but snuff film is when they actually kill people on film. What? You ever heard of a snuff film? I have heard of snuff films. I didn't realize that people. They legitimately kill people. Well, I heard yeah. about the movie. I think we talked about this before. The, the French movie or Italian that takes place in like the Amazon. They kill actual animals. Ugh. A snuff yeah. film is a type of film that shows or purports to show the scenes of an actual homicide. In wow. other words, it, either they actually kill it or it really, really looks like they killed them. Cannibal Holocaust, the controversial. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah, I, be, I, okay. when. When you when you uh when you said whatever you said just now um about the them eating and the animals out killing animals yeah it made yeah. me think of this other show Showing. or not show this movie called Green Inferno have y'all seen it I've heard of it I've heard about it, it involved okay, natives heard right about it. yeah involved I haven't watched it I have no intention of watching it it's very um hmm. do you have to intimate. Be you have to be a certain type of person to watch that movie. Intimately graphic. Yeah. It's kind yeah. of torture porn in a way, right? Well, that's the word yeah. I was trying to think of torture porn. So, like the Saw movies <laughs> in a way. Yeah. Yeah, but I've never I seen think, any of them. <laughs> I think that Green Inferno is a little worse because though the Saw movies are gory, Green Inferno, um, they, what happens is these, these groups, this group of activists, uh, crash land in like the rainforest. And they're kind of abducted by this group of natives, right? This tribe that lives in the jungle. And basically, they're 
they're caught for food, right? As food. And like in, in the movie, you know, you see them kill uh, one guy and then you see them chop them up and cook them and eat them and stuff like that. Yeah. It's very, they, they're like cannibals They're straight up cannibals. Um, and the whole thing is about them just trying to escape. And then they set it up as a seat there for a sequel, but I haven't seen a sequel. Um, okay, I'm looking at screenshots right now. Yeah. It was yeah, a cool rated movie. R rated R for aberrant violence and torture <laughs> abhorrent. Probably. Uh, no, aberrant. Oh, Apparent. Oh, deviating for what is considered proper or normal. Deviating for, oh, yeah? for okay. a specified uh, thing. I, Wandering, straying from the white way. You know, very I odd. just assumed Aberrant. you, I apologize, Jake. I assumed you were just mispronouncing words like you sometimes do. Uh, and for that, I apologize. That's fair. <laughs> I appreciate that. I, I'll take that. I'm just looking at the screenshots and just like oversaturation of colors. It's, it's like it's too colorful. I need, I need, we need more of a, we need a filter on the film, Talking about the the Green Inferno. Yeah, just looking at screenshots. I like the it's an Eli Roth movie. I like the the cover a lot for the Blu-ray. I have the Blu-ray. Well, that's nasty cannibalism. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it yep. was nasty. That that is, I you know, I, I totally forgot about that movie. I know we're not necessarily talking about horror movies, but um, I, I don't know what trope you would see in that. Besides, well, one I of mean, the tropes I think just well, torture porn. Wouldn't that be considered like the biggest trope in that absolutely. movie? Absolutely. Sure, yeah, I guess you're right. Um, well, no, I was thinking of, uh, I'm looking at this list, and one of the horror tropes is the final girl. And there's in this movie, it's the same. Uh, there's this one girl who lives. There always girl. does seem to be a final girl, usually a virgin. Never. I feel like maybe not, so like maybe they're not quote-unquote a virgin, but it's always like yeah. the virtuous character. She, she, right? Yeah, she she's the, has the most integrity. She doesn't sleep around and stuff like yeah. that usually. And it's not necessarily a virgin, but um, I know that in the whole thing with the uh, the Cabin in the Woods revolved around a virgin. So. You know, one of the tropes that I hate, is the fact that cell phones stop working wherever they are. They always oh, yeah. have some sort of <laughs> contrived reason that they can't just call the police, right? What? Like, it's always out in the middle of the woods or off on a road somewhere. Well, you know, back in the day, like, it was a little more real because they didn't have cell phones. You yeah, know? back in the so, day. But now it's, yeah, now they have to think, okay, let's put them up in a mountain and maybe they won't have service. Or let's put them... Yeah inside this little whatever simulate well i don't want to i don't want the electricity them, that, there's got to be an explanation in a or put them underground yeah. Put yeah, them in exactly a exactly or, and then or if they, they are if they are somewhere where there is that's a signal, good presumably they have to explain or show oh the electricity's been cut off or show show the phone and oh my signal's mm-hmm. low now or my phone, there, the, the, the crack screen no oh, it doesn't work did you even try <laughs> <laughs> there is one alternative or like a evolution of that trope which i do enjoy which is like the police or the quote-unquote uh like response team is a part of it so like in uh like i believe it was like get out he like tries to call the police 911 but like it was a dirty sheriff or something you know yeah and so they so they are at least smart enough to reach out and whether through you know inherent uh, whether through pure malice or disluck of the universe, the person on the other end doesn't care. And that feels a little more real to me in the fact that there are, you know, there are corrupt police officers. There are like, oh God, like, I don't know how many 
stories in the news we've heard where like someone died because their kid tried to call 911 and they just got a bad you know person they just got a bad person on the other line who didn't believe the kid or or just like didn't give him the time of day yeah there you so, know side note there was a um, story we did about a woman i don't know if she was in arkansas or not but she got a uh, a person on on 911 that was like not really dismissing her because she was kind of listening to her, but she's like, she. What happened was she, she, her car got flooded somehow. This is the this is the woman out. whose car got flooded. I believe that was in Fort Smith. Okay, I was, was say, I don't Arkansas. I don't remember if it was either in Arkansas or if it was out of Arkansas. Yeah, that was not, an Arkansas Little Rock. That was an Arkansas story. I believe it was in Fort Smith. Although I could be wrong, so don't don't. Okay, I won't count on that. Um, but yeah, basically someone's car was flooding was caught in the flood and they didn't take them seriously enough and they ended up drowning yeah they're like oh yeah wow. just you know get on top of your car or whatever and she's like i can't be there shortly she, she when... was even like i don't want to die like that was one yeah. of her words is i don't want to die and the lady's like you're not gonna die just hang on and then she died and it's like yep like who that 911 operator like if it were me I would feel so freaking bad, but I don't, I don't yeah. think she got in trouble or anything for it. If so, yeah. So that's at least a little more realistic where at least the characters are smart enough to reach out, but yeah. whoever they reach out to is, is, you know, they're unlucky. Well, but the whole, when the whole cell phone thing now working or if one characters aren't smart enough to use their cell phone, that bugs me. Or when the, like law enforcement does show up, they're incompetent. And so I need no, yeah. I naive and they'll get defeated easily by this creature. They're so stupid when they see this <laughs> hulking guy with a, I don't know, a big old <laughs> knife or whatever. And doesn't like think like, or they decide that they can take them on one on one for backup. Yeah. yeah. And like, of course it's always a shotgun for some reason. I don't understand. Shotguns are powerful, man, especially well, the, at close range. And Christmas, Bloody Christmas, which came out in 2022, excellent movie uh, about a robotic AI Santa Claus that breaks out of a toy store. Mm-hmm. And there's multiple scenes where uh, uh, law enforcement comes and police and they they just die instantly because the the Santa Claus just uses its laser eyes and <laughs> it's, it's pretty funny. And just kills them. Yeah, and the, the police think like they're so confident as well. Like, well, I'm gonna start start shooting, like, freeze, sir. Yeah. It's like it, every it time, it's like stormtroopers. They're they're, they're disposable. <laughs> Aw. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, so uh, so I found a list of from Studio Binder horror movie tropes. Top. Hey, top, I was on the website earlier. Yeah, top fifteen tropes and why they're effective. <laughs> Um, so I'm on the website right now. I'm a, I've got tabbed up right now. <laughs> yeah. So let's look at them. Why not? Right. Yep. This is film tropes or thematic storytelling devices communicate something figurative to an audience. That's the definition I gave earlier. Um, that's that's Studio Binder's definition. Um, but we have number one, which is the jump scare. So a jump scare is basically when uh, nothing is going on and all of a sudden something pops out and, and scares you. Pops out out of nowhere and scares you, right? Um, so happens a lot, I guess, in what like slasher films, pretty much anything, any especially things including ghosts and demons and stuff. Even in horror movies, like what jump scares? Yeah, but you have an example in Equalizer Three, uh, Denzel Washington's character just appears out of nowhere. 
and, uh, and it's in the beginning of the film. I don't want to spoil too much, but basically it's a reveal of our protagonist and takes out a bunch of guys. But it was alar- alarming to me. Oh, okay. <laughs> so I was say, is that did that scare you? <laughs> okay. A little bit. I, mean, yeah, I okay. think the, right. his enemy, the, enemy, the Italian mafia crew probably would be scared. It, well, it seems like uh, <laughs> I see it a lot in you know, ghosts, especially like I, I really enjoy movies about demonic possessions and you know, that's just all over the place. But after a while, when these jump scares are accompanied by the the tension filled violin strings, the music cuts, it's like uh, the, the camera goes from one area back to the other. I'm like, I'm expecting it. something. It, but- it, it, it becomes predictable. And that's where it, it takes me out of the movie, sadly. But well, there's certain jump scares where they're less obvious, which when it makes me jump. After I've seen yeah. a handful of movies that do it badly, then it's like, great, good Whoa. job. Yeah, good nice job. job. Well, <laughs> it, one thing I remember learning about in college is those jump scares that you don't, um, that you expect, but you're not, it, it's not what you expected. You know what I mean? So it's like, it's like, um, like red herrings. Parent, well, yeah, yeah, exactly. So it's like a parent looking for their kid because they're playing hide and seek or something, and then they hear a noise and, then the kid jumps out and scares them. And you, and so those are those jump scares that kind of make you think it's going to be one thing, but it ends up being another thing. Yeah. I hate those. Yeah, I those, like the jump scares. The exact, those are exactly the type of horror movies that I hate watching. Did you see hereditary? The yeah. one, the guy he, he illuminates in flame at that, that, that was kind of a jump scare. Well, opinion. I'd say if you're going to talk about hereditary, there's a, a more surprising I, jump scare. Uh, or maybe not a jump scare, but at least, at least a more scare. Decap- decapitation. Scare. Yeah. Because that comes out of nowhere. Yeah. It really does, dude, because she sticks her head out the freaking window and gets like whacked by a sign. Like, whoa. That was like, a, talk that about, was like a light pole or something. Oh, it might have been. It might have been. I was going to say, talk about a sign. Am I right? But if Was that the light. deformed looking girl? Yeah. Okay. Well, yep. she, I, dude, <laughs> I don't think she was actually deformed, though. I think that's just how she looked. I think I mean I think there, I think there was a, a purpose a little, for the look a little bit okay. like the character was deformed the actress wasn't but the yeah. character I think they they must have had some prosthetics on her or something I don't know to make her or, look um, like that I know a um, really good example of jump scares like Insidious because they did some jump scares that in like broad daylight with no like oh, with yeah. no lead up or anything to it well even like midsummer is kind of the same i don't remember if there's jump scares but i do remember the whole movie taking taking place in broad daylight dude midsummer is an atmospheric atmospheric yeah. af do you know yeah. they've got um they have subliminal imaging in that movie I'm, I'm sure they do i've only seen it once unfortunately so there's so throughout that movie um in the background of the film they have subliminal imaging of previous scenes or or things like for instance there's one scene where they're walking across um the field i think and in the trees in the background um the trees are shaped very faintly of her sister with the uh with the taped up face in the tube from the beginning of the film and there's oh. a couple of those throughout the movie to, like that. I need to check that out again, I guess. Um, that's cool. I like Florence Pugh. I just watched a movie with her in it called Don't Worry, Darling. Um, great movie if you haven't seen it. Um, I need to see that with uh, Florence Pugh. Yeah, I just said that. Yeah, I liked her in Oppenheimer. I mean, 
sure. Gave it's him because she was boobs. Uh, I liked her. I just I liked her uh, way of you, trying to you pull liked, Oppenheimer away. You liked the foreign version where she's covered up in a digital bikini. <laughs> you, just, you, still, you still remember that? <laughs> I would be. I want to see that version just for the CGI. Just, just to see that that one part. But it's like Showgirls. I don't know if y'all ever seen Showgirls, but when they show it on TV, TBS, uh, it's she's got like a digital bikini on too. It's funny because she's like naked that almost that entire movie, but then they show it on, you know, cable and she's got this sidetracked. It's it's my favorite things that the things that uh, TV does to make things PG thirteen. So like on um uh like uh, uh Step Brothers, they had the actors come back in and like record like PG thirteen versions of like all their swearing and stuff. That's hilarious on TV. Yeah, they did the same thing in not another teen movie, except they didn't. There's one part where this girl with Tourette's, um, she's trying out for cheerleading, and then she she gets she becomes a cheerleader, but she's like, "Give me an A, give me a B, and all this stuff," and then she goes, "Give me up," and then it's just like this long string of curse words because she has Tourette's, <laughs> and then they all they all do it like exactly how she did it, but in the edited version, it's just this one long beep. And then it does the same thing for the audience. And I was like, that is funnier than anything they could have came up with. Yeah. Is clever. Yeah. It was, it was super fun. It worked. Um, yeah. I like, I like it sometimes when they, um, yeah. that's, oh. that's the midsummer. Oh, yeah, look at that. We're looking so at actually this. so far. So our a face uh, yeah, listeners, yeah. I've got a screenshot up and I'm showing the, the actual subliminal imaging. <laughs> within the midsummer movie that's showing her sister and they do that with several other scenes throughout the movie with different things i like her tabs you got up porn 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 <laughs> uh okay. daddy and duolingo sonic let's, mario let's move up we'll move on just a little bit um one jump scare i was going to mention real quick was uh i remember when signs my came. porn tabs aren't the jump scare for you guys i was trying no, to uh, out there for you to we're, see we're pretty used to it um it shows justin looks for those type of jump scares it's all the it's all the uh the all the impress <laughs> i send you throughout the week uh anyway <laughs> Get back. Oh, look. Hey, uh, Zach. What's up? On this uh, this website, Studio Binder, the first one is Jump Scare, and it has like a picture, video of film technique, uh, talking about jump scares we know. And on the thumbnail is a picture of the fight when the guy gets set on fire on Hereditary. You were mentioning mm. that. I didn't yeah. notice that until just now. Anyway, uh, one jump scare that I want to talk about real quick before we move on is uh, when Signs came out with Mel Gibson. And my brother loved that movie. Was a Joaquin Phoenix in that? He was a young. He played like the brother or something. And so was, yeah, uh, he was a kid. Yeah, Dakota, Dakota Fanning was in that movie too. Yeah, young Joaquin. Okay. Anyway, and so there's a scene where um, it's like a uh, it's like a home video almost, of, but it's on like the news, and it shows it zooms in and it and it shows like a an alien walking across an alley and it kind of like turns and looks and my brother (laughs) yeah yeah exactly and my brother um he like wanted to show me that really bad and he he showed it to me and and it happened and then i just kind of like sat there and he looked at me he's like dude that didn't scare you i was like no it's like why would that scare me he's like oh it's just so scary i'm like okay anyway i just thought that was a funny story that from my childhood okay 
Second one is found footage. We talked about it a lot or a little bit already. So, um, yeah, paranormal activity. Blair Witch Project is kind of the the pioneers of the found footage thing. Um, so much so that when at the end of Blair Witch Project, you know, you don't really know what happens to the main character that they like, um, viewers and people started sending letters to her mother apologizing because they thought she'd really had died because they thought you know the movie was real it wasn't fake well i mean i think we've talked about that before on um, yeah we have yeah previous thing they also did an insane marketing strategy for that as well that made people think it was real yeah which i mean good job because that they did (laughs) Um, (laughs) so number three is creepy clowns and of course the one that comes to mind is it uh, or Pennywise, as they know. So, which have you have you guys seen the the TV movie It with, with Tim uh, Curry? T- Tim Curry, yeah. yeah. I am uh, not. I've, seen, seen, I've seen bits and pieces of it. Yeah, I watched both of them. And though, um, what's his face? A- Al- Alexander Skarsgård is that what his name is? Skarsgård, yeah, mm-hmm. that plays Pennywise. Um, his is definitely creepier and kind of scary. Like Tim Curry's is funny it's scary in a funny way i don't know how to explain this um but if you if you get a chance you should watch it um because he's definitely scary Bill skarsgård the oh other my brother God. my bad it's okay <laughs> talk about a jump scare oh my yeah jeez yes Bill skarsgård it's the eyes for for him i think yeah it, well and the mouth teeth. yeah, yeah. <laughs> um but like tim curry's is like yeah he's scary but he's also like funny in a mm-hmm. creepy way, creepy to... pedophilia type way. Yeah, I don't. I don't feel like uh, Bill gave up the 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 creepo the 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 pedo pedophile esque vibe. I think no. because I, I think you know, Tim Curry's is. I think of him as the dude from the Muppet Treasure Island, oh. or from uh, Home Alone too. Like from Clue, he, he's not in Home Alone too. He's in Home Alone too. And, no, he's uh, yeah, he is. Oh, you're right. You're right. He's the. Come on. He's the, he's the, so he's the guy that I, I does the big old grin. That yes, shows the Grinch, and then it does the transition oh, to yeah. the actual Grinch yeah. on he's TV. The, he's the bellhop person. Yeah. I was thinking and he gets slapped. Some, you can learn some, about a lot about a person from where they know Tim Curry. <laughs> Home Alone too. Muppet Treasure Island. Muppet Treasure uh, Island. Okay, Jake, your turn. <laughs> Where I know him from, I know him from the best. I know him from Clue and Miss Congeniality. Dude, those are two completely different movies. <laughs> well, you know, I'm a diverse man. <laughs> whatever you, whatever you got to tell yourself. Anyway, let's move on. Can you not think of any other like creepy clowns? I can't think of any. No, that's I mean, there's other clowns from outer space. Oh, that's true. There are. I mean, that's clowns. like. Oh, I know one originator of the genre. I know one Joker. There okay. you go. <laughs> well, that's that's a pretty good one. I mean, he's not a it's not a horror movie or anything, but he does get kind of scary. Horror when... elements, yeah, psychological. Um, okay, next one is the twist ending perspective. In other words, a twist. So, like the Sixth Sense is what the movie they they have on this. Uh, Never seen website. that. The M M Night Shyamalan special. Yeah, pretty much. It's everything's a twist. Even even his last movie. Um, what's it called? The knock a knock at the cabin. Like the twist happened, and I was in no way, like, satisfied or, <laughs> or like, what's the word? Um, 
surprised or anything like that. Like I was just like, oh, okay, that's yeah. Well, it wasn't even like I wasn't like oh duh. I was just like oh that's what they are. Okay, that's great. <laughs> um, it's just kind of stupid to me. Um, it was a it wasn't that surprising. I mean, it was him all along. So yeah. Um, but the sixth sense I think is. If you guys haven't seen it, I'm not going to tell you because I really think even though that movie's like 20 something years old, I still don't want to spoil it for you because that is probably one of the best twists in American cinema. Um, unless you already know what it is because of other things that have told you. Um, I don't want to still still want to spoil it for you, but that's one of the can you guys think of another twist that might have surprised you at the end? I watched I this movie. I didn't hear which movie you were talking about. The Sixth Sense. That's, okay, because that, that's the movie I was going to suggest. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, like, I feel like you talked about this. Yeah, Sixth Sense. I was just going to see if you guys had any other ones that you could think of that. Um, no, not horror movies. I watched this movie. Uh, the Orphan. Oh yeah, the orphan. That's a pretty that good a twist. twist. Yeah, I mean, um, even even like Saw, like the original Saw. Yeah, I guess Shutter Island's a, a twist. In yeah, a way. the realization that he's this dude that doesn't know what he's talking about. One twist I didn't care for was the ending of My Bloody Valentine. If you guys have seen that, um, it's a movie with Jensen Ack- Ack- Ackles, whatever he plays on Supernatural. But like the whole thing, he's there's his killings going on, and the whole time it was him. But like, <laughs> it was the dumbest. You have like twist. schizophrenia or something, so he didn't. I mean, know I him. guess he like just multiple didn't personality. Because like there was a scene where he was like in a cage, and like they're like, oh, he couldn't have done it because he was in a cage. But then it shows that he just walks out of the cage and kills the person. <laughs> And I'm like, oh, my God, this is stupid. We forgot to lock the cage. Yeah, it's like, anyway, um, hang on. There's this movie I want to talk about, but I want to make sure I get the ending correctly because it's been a minute since I've seen it. Spoiler alert, people. Spoiler, spoiler alert, definitely spoiler alert. Um, So the movie's called Freaks, and it's from 1932. Um, Freaks. Freaks. It's about, um, it's a be- basically about these circus acts that are that live together right but one of them is like a little person who falls in love with a uh a pretty woman that isn't a little person but she's just um she's just um with him because he's supposed to inherit a bunch of money um, okay i figured it out Dang. so i'm gonna spoil this for you guys um because it's been like 90 years so i think you're you're I'm not being spoiled. Years. So, um, this movie came in 1932 about circus quote unquote freaks. And, um, so this woman is like not a good person. Right. And so she, she treats this little guy like crap and then she marries him, but then she doesn't want to be with him. She's having an affair with this other guy. Anyway, the ending, she turns into like a bird, right? Um, <laughs> It's like this humanoid bird thing. And that twist Weird. kind of like freaked me out. Like when she, whenever at the end came and I was like, oh my God, it's kind of the same with Tusk. If you guys have ever seen Tusk with Justin Long, same concept. Um, he turns to a walrus. I think there's another movie called Enemy where it's like a pretty straightforward movie. And then at the very end, like this chick turns into a giant spider. Yeah. 
sure it's got Jake Gyllenhaal because oh of God. course it does. Yeah, freaking Jake Gyllenhaal. Um, and he's like this, like this womanizer guy. Enemy Jake. Gyllenhaal. I'm trying to remember what happens to it, but what I remember, like, it wasn't a scary movie. And then just like at the like the very like the very last scene of the movie, he like turns around the corner and this chick he was gonna bang or something is just like this ginormous room sized spider. And then the movie just cuts the movie's about a man seeks out his exact look like after spotting him in a movie that does that sound familiar to you yeah oh yeah okay here it is the very ending of the film in which everything seems to be revolved has adam slash anthony's pregnant partner become a massive horrific spider yeah feeling that the threat still exists in his mind yeah Interesting, man. I hate. I don't really care for Jake Gyllenhaal, but he plays in some good movies, dude. Like, I don't understand it. Like, can you get someone else to be in the movie so I can enjoy it more? <laughs> what do you have against him? I don't know. It's just his, his like his whole demeanor is just like like when he delivers whatever lines. Reason, it's just they're just well, dead, dead. Well, hopefully, he's not cast as Batman. To me, he seems like he bullied a lot of kids in high school yeah it's just he just seems like he was the class bully he just has no emotion when he delivers his lines i don't know anyway we'll move on but that sounds like a cool movie jake i might have to see that uh the number five is let's split up so that's where you know we have multiple people and they feel like they need to split up so they can cover more ground and something bad always happens to one or all of the groups (laughs) somehow because there's not more people to defend against the enemy now um that one pretty self-explanatory um okay number six is the cute creepy child and the video it has up here is the shining have y'all seen the shining i have not god zach where have you been i saw about half of it before you removed me from your uh i just need your subscription My bad. <laughs> Dude, I tell you, I see it. I see an unrecognized device and I'm like, I got to get off here because I'm pretty that sure. That scares you. <laughs> it's just voodoo, though. The only voodoo that, that I'm like, I got to change the password. And, and you don't remember that it was. It's not like they can make movies. No, but they can use my card and buy it. Well, they just buy me more movies, I guess. Yeah, they just buy you more movies. And then I just say, I didn't buy. The- anyway, I'd just keep At the, the very, at the, like the worst that could happen if someone just buys you just a weird movies. I'd be pretty pissed because it wouldn't be somebody buying them for me. It'd be me, somebody using my card to buy the movie. <laughs> so anyway, that's my voodoo. Um, so anyway, The Shining is a good one because of the, the children in the movie. Um, Come play with us, Stewie, forever and ever and ever. That was from Family Guy. And then he just shoots him with a bazooka. Kills him. Um, can y'all think of any other weird chi- children in movies? I mean, isn't there, like, I mean, I feel like that's a TV trope for a ton a of, lot of stuff. Yeah. Having to possess oh, like, the, the unique child and the, the, the family like idolizes. Duke, was it like Rosemary's baby? Uh, the orphan, because, you know. Orphan. At first, we thought she was a child. The omen. Omen's a good one. Yeah, that's, the omen. That's, that's, one, that's the devil's son. Remember. Yeah, the omen. I forgot about that one. Um, you know, there's some kids in the Conjuring movies, I feel like. Okay, they're, but they're not. Strange. They're not. They're not like that, though. Would you consider, like, the, the kid in, like, the butterfly effect? You know, the little kid version of... Uh, Ashton Kutcher? Of Ashton Kutcher. Yeah. I would. Yeah, he's he special. But he's he wasn't special. creepy. Or a little kid, okay. <laughs> It wasn't, it wasn't creepy though. All right, next one is don't go in there. 
Don't go in there tends to be the words we say right before we see a character disappear or die in a horror film. I mean, that tends to be like the whole basis of a lot of movies. I mean, if they didn't go in there, there wouldn't be a movie. You know what I mean? Most, well, I would, I I don't want to say they wouldn't be, but there probably wouldn't be. Like in it, got to go in the home. Yeah, why not? Got to check out this strange door that opened for me. <laughs> um, it's like on a cabin in the woods, like the the trap the trap door to the like basement opens all by itself, and they're like, "Well, let's go see what's down there now because it's open." I'd be like, <laughs> "Shut that thing, man!" It's oh, that. like I'm going, I'm going to play video games. See you. Yeah, like I'm. Gonna sh- oh, that's <laughs> weird. Let me just shut this now. It's like on a Family Guy. There's an episode that um, parodies Poltergeist, the movie. And uh, Lois and Brian are talking, and everything's normal. And then they turn around, and like all the chairs in the kitchen were are stacked up on top of each other in like a pyramid with the refrigerator on top, like standing upside down on top of all the chairs. And it's super funny. And then Lois is like, "Oh, I must have stacked everything on top of the table like that. And forgot about it. <laughs> yeah, that's probably what I did. I don't know why I'm telling you that story. I just thought of stupid things people do in." horror movies and that came up the next one is a clumsy escape and they the video is from pan's labyrinth the pale man i don't don't really remember why at some point in the film oh yeah i do remember why the monster demon has exposed themselves and now in pursuit of the victim the victim manages to get to just get ahead until suddenly they trip and fall down yeah, it's annoying when yeah. they're in such... I could understand how it happens, because depending on the person, they might be so distressed that they're not thinking straight, so they'll, they'll trip. Yeah, I think fall. it's a little more realistic than the yeah. cell phones going out, you know? Because you're like, in fight-or-flight mode. Yeah, because you might not see that brute that's sticking out of the ground or something. That's very <laughs> real, especially oh, you're, in the dark. Or when you're nervous, for some people, they, they, their legs just feel light. And when they're trying to run, yeah. they just... They might be ball. Yeah, <laughs> I get that I one. Yeah, but it, if it's like portrayed in a kind of comedic way, it's like okay, just die now, please. Yeah. <laughs> just, well, you deserve like you deserve anything, to die. <laughs> anytime some somebody's being chased, they feel like they have to have them fall. Which, like you said, it's kind of more understandable than some of the other tropes on on the list. Uh, the next one is called "Left with Bruises." Um, within the horror genre, spirits and demons are often the subject of antagonistic force in the film and leading up to reveal of the demon. We often see markings like bruises and scratches, scratches made on those the demon or monster preys on. I don't know what they do, I guess. Yeah. I don't <laughs> understand demons. why that's on this list. Like, yeah, of course they would see. Bruises. It is real abusive. I think it's just like, I don't know. Maybe it means like leading well, think up about to like the, leading up to the reveal. So they start. Yeah. Seeing, yeah. It's like, like think about like the conjuring that we watched last year. Yeah. Like it kept bruising the mom. Right. And they, marking uh, it. it took me a, a second time of reading to, to realize what it was trying to say. And I, like, I was thinking of um, the exorcist, right. where it says help on her stomach. Like we don't, I, we don't see it happen, but it's there. All right. Unless she put it there. Somebody put it there. By the way, the exorcist is a good movie. I need to see it. I'll watch it on Halloween. Uh, okay. Mm-hmm. Number 10 is The Final Girl. We talked about this a little bit already. Many horror films typically start with a group of people. These are usually the friends from high school, a group <laughs> going yeah. out on a camping trip or simply yep. a family moving into a new but clearly haunted house. And, you know, that's another trope. 
real quick side note the clearly haunted house like if there's like one thing i I think i mentioned this is like how come we don't see a lot of these hauntings happen in like modern type houses i mean i not necessarily how come i kind of kind of understand why because a lot of these ghosts are left in these old houses they're houses Uh, of trauma yeah unless well you know paranormal activity um, the house is nice. That house is nice. So, you know, it happens sometimes. It's, that's because the demon's following Katie. Just the way the movie shot, the found footage aspect just sold it. Oh, well, yeah, exactly. Like, that's what I'm saying. It's like mm-hmm. a lot of, like, with Conjuring and, um, I don't know, The Exorcist, uh, Amityville Horror, it's the same oh, way, yeah. you know, an old house, but the spirits are still there. And I think that's why we see them now that I'm thinking about it. Maybe if they renovated, they should have just renovate. Like should renovate, like like the next family that gets boring. Just get that get that spooky flooring out of there. There we go. (laughs) Yeah, because that'll help. That'll just turn that old. They're old. That a wood oak oak grain. That'll piss off the demons more. Yeah, get rid of that old radio battery. Mahogany. (laughs) (laughs) I wonder what the what the the spirits would do if a family decided to renovate. That, that that's a good man, yeah, not really original, but be interesting concept maybe for a movie. Like just start we're gonna, there. We're, like most people think, well, they're just gonna stay. It's another ca- house that's haunted, but the family this time they're gonna decide to renovate it. So like they're aware that it's a scary looking house. They're not, they're not oblivious to it, you know. Yeah, or they, you know, they're like, well, you know, I inherited this crappy house. I'm gonna fix it up, kind of thing. Where all it seems like all the other, yeah. All the other people who move into these houses buy these houses. You know what I mean? Yeah. They're like, oh, this is great. I wonder why it's so cheap. <laughs> well, it's so cheap because it's like a dump. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. It's an old ass house. But um, it, they don't have like any inkling that there could be something wrong with the house. But I guess that's just the way a movie shot. They're getting, and there's like the tension music and okay, the, but the shots that make us feel like we should be concerned. Nowadays, you know, they have to re- they have to disclose that. <laughs> like, why did the last family move out? Oh, because they're being haunted. Oh. And then you, as a, a buyer, can be like, oh, okay, that's silly. And then go in there yeah. and start being haunted. That's actually what would you of- do? What would well, you if, if would you buy a house or move into a house if someone said it's haunted? Let, let me tell you something. A story. I I'm pretty. I thought I told you the story, but. Whenever I got was buying my house now, the previous buyer said, um, the person who used to live here, they didn't die in this house. They No, she said they, they died. I think she did say they died in this house. But on, <laughs> upon further investigating, he didn't die in this house. He died at a nursing home. But he owned this house. And so she's <laughs> like... She was like, we we hear, you know, things around. He's a nice guy and blah, 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 blah. And I'm just like, oh, my God. So I ended up you telling up. me that old man made his way from the nursing home after he's dead. Maybe. I don't know. He found his way. He like, I mean, I still get he his like mail. hopped on an afterlife bus. He could fly. He's a ghost. <laughs> no, he's an old man. <laughs> he's a ghost. It doesn't matter. He's an old man. No, no, it doesn't matter. Anyway, um. That's so that was that's the story. Kind of an odd disclosure. I mean, yeah. Well, the, even my realtor was like, she was like, "Let me know when you read when you've read it." And I looked at it and I said, and I just kind of laughed. And she's like, "I hate it. I hate it when sellers put stuff like that on there." She's like, "Because that could go what? It, it, there's no in between, right? They could either they want it or they don't." And I was like, "I'll take it." <laughs> like, <laughs> you don't think much about it. Yeah, like I've I've gotten his mail a couple times. People ask me if I'd met him yet and stuff, and I'm like, no. But I guess if if he's here, like, 
he seems to be pretty cool, I guess. I don't know. Anyway, let's move on. Number 11 is the car won't start. We talked about this one too. It seems uh, like every yeah. time they jump in the car, even like even like new cars, new cars don't start. I'm like, no, dude, that's a brand new, you know, 2023. Yeah. Bro, that's a Tesla. Yeah, exactly. Like, that, there's no that way that car. And, yeah. Or the Unless, tires out or the outer something. They got that Musk guarantee. It's yeah. starting, baby. So you got to find, you know, get them in cars that are crappy. Can't put them in a new car sometimes. Now, I did watch a movie. I feel like I just watched a movie. Maybe it was The Exorcist Believer or something where they jumped in the car and they're like trying to start it and won't start. I'm like, that's a pretty new. That car is not that old. Like, what are you doing to that car to where it won't start right now? Unless it's like a spirit thing. Or if they the car does work, but they get stuck in the mud or something. Yeah. Which that I can understand a little better than just not starting. Like, how come your car is not starting? Also, how come you have a key? A lot of cars are push start now. <laughs> That's true. That's yeah. scary too. Like, what if what happens if you press the the push start like while you're driving? Well, I don't. It probably shut off. Dang, just like I've that. I've never tried it though. I've never tried it. See, the the problem. So what they need to do now is they've got a push to start, but they left their key fob in the house. But and they so can they still can't. start it. They just can't, can't get very far. Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, they could probably get to a certain point and then be like, oh, crap. And then the, the, it's yeah. like looking for their keys or whatever. It's like, I left the keys in the house. Wouldn't that be funny? It's like, you there's like idiot. the ghost like posted up on the <laughs> like, window. You know, like, you know, you needed your freaking key fob. What an idiot. Next one is a house with a history. And the movie it brings up is Poltergeist. Have you all seen Poltergeist? No, no, I haven't because my name's Zach and I don't watch movies. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, that's a cool movie. Then the newer one's not as good, but the older one is. I think these older horror movies are a little creepier because they're older. Um, besides like the conjuring and stuff, but like just being older. Why is it because of the hairstyles back in the day? Yeah, it's, it's just kind of scary. It's just, well, it's not even the hair, it's just the, the <laughs> cinematography in it. It's just like amityville horror, poltergeist is, you know, it's just it was not necessarily scary, but it looks scarier sometimes than newer movies because of the way they look yeah just from being old i think i think it had a lot to do this is my personal opinion i feel like it had a lot to do with the fact that they were limited on like the special effects that they had and so they had to use a lot of creativity to make what they're doing actually scary like you know if they just came out and showed the puppet monster it wouldn't be scary so they had to go about making it scary putting a lot of effort into making it scary whereas now they can just Throw a CGI monster in there. Number 13 is humans are the real monster. So we talked about that mm-hmm. with this trope. While this trope has evolved over time in the horror genre, and the, a recurring theme in horror movies is that humans are the real monsters. Sometimes this may be what may seem like otherworldly monster revealing itself as humans. Just like in the movie guess like the thing. King Kong, it was beauty who killed the beast. Remember? And Peter Jackson, that was the last line of the movie. I think it'd be probably more in line of like scream or is it, yeah, is a mask it, on? Yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. Because it was it was literally just like a guy two dudes. It's like it's like on a Scooby Doo. Every yeah. every single monster was just a person dressed up. Man, I will say uh, a movie I saw recently uh, that follows this trope is a great movie, Werewolves Within. Yeah. Based off the video game from uh um no that is um no it's not the Telltale game it's uh from Ubisoft. Oh, oh that oh I know what you're going to be talking about. I can see the case the the cover art in my head right now. 
I'm thinking of uh, Wolf Among Us. That's what. I'm yeah, you're thinking of Wolf Among Us. I'm thinking of Werewolves Within. Yeah, I know. I just um, and that's a that's a fun movie. But anyway, that follows that kind of trope where humans are the bad guys. Not so much in like the human humans end up being the monster, but just that the movie is filled with terrible people who end up making the situation a lot worse for themselves. Kind of in the in the vein of. The Walking Dead, where the people are the real monsters, where it's like you don't have to worry about the bad guy or the monsters. You have to worry I mean, about the people yeah, because now, monsters. yeah, because even in The Walking Dead, it's like they figured out. I mean, yeah, sometimes the zombies overtake them, but they, for the most part, figured figured out how to live around the zombies. Survive. Now yeah. it's just the people that they it's have. the tribes so, of people. Yeah, yeah. So Werewolf Within is like that trope, but funny, but funny. <laughs> okay, but funny. Uh, number fourteen is a doll possessed. I love me some possessed doll movies. So Chucky, but, Annabelle. Hi. The one thing I hate about Annabelle is that they don't use the actual Raggedy Ann doll. They use a like porcelain. Well, that's copyright oh. stuff. Yeah. But yeah, still, that a Raggedy like... Ann doll would be more ironically scary. This... You're telling me if you're the owner of Raggedy <laughs> Ann, you would let them use like your sole IP? Absolutely. That'd be oh. like Jenga reaching out to ISIS and saying, yeah, sponsor us. Jenga. I think it would boost the sales. I don't think I don't recall anyone besides my dad that has a Raggedy Ann doll. These days, like any kids, well, like, I want Raggedy Ann. I had a Raggedy, raggedy Ann doll. I remember them. you're an old school, old soul. That's why I, I remember them. I, I'm thinking more like a Raggedy Ann doll versus the Annabelle doll isn't as scary. Yeah, I like the, the irony of a normal looking doll that turns into this villainous creature. We've got that. That's Chucky. Wow, that he Uh-oh. looks scary. He has the big well, eyes. He doesn't at he first. Does now. He doesn't at first. Like in the original Chucky. Yeah, the original movies, he was just a doll. He was a doll, but he started turning more human because in the original movies, he uses voodoo to take over the Does a Mark Hamill voice Chucky in the series or something? No, so... not in the series, the movie. He has a movie. But in the original Child's Play movies, Child's Play. It's uh I forget the it's Charles Lee Ray, that's his name, and he's a serial killer and he's about to be like caught by the police so he uses voodoo to put his soul in one of the good guy dolls so stupid yeah it is stupid but like i mean other than that i like all the chucky movies there's one i, I don't care for seed of chucky um and i like the show at least the first season of the show was pretty good they should do so, where like chucky evolves into like a skinny tall guy that well, looks deranged that's what that's i was saying he he starts looking as he continues to inhabit the doll he starts looking more human so he's got to He's got to get transfer his soul to a human because he can't live in the doll. Because like even he starts bleeding. And he needs like a new vessel. Brain. Yeah, exactly. And that's what Andy Barclay he wants to transfer his soul into him, but he didn't. He doesn't. He doesn't get to. Those are the two that I like. If I, we get to talk about possessed if, dolls, would, if you were like a, a creature that needed a, a new vessel, which body would you want to be in? What do you mean? Yeah, who, who would you want to take over? Oh, I don't know. Like a celebrity, I guess. Probably Jake Gyllenhaal. Yeah, Jake Gyllenhaal. <laughs> then I could make his acting better. Actually, no. What would happen is, is if I took over a celebrity, an actor, I would have, I would have to learn how to act, right? Because they know how to act. I don't, and so I'd have to. They, they would probably lose jobs because they'd be like, "Why does he suck at acting all of a sudden?" Like all the tabloids, they're yeah. like, "Jake Gyllenhaal goes on a drug bender. He can't act anymore." <laughs> I would be. I would probably take. Like a writer, I he's guess. a creep, a nightcrawler. If you've ever seen that movie, yeah, I've seen yeah. that movie. He's a very creepy I, I, dude. That that and um, Far From Home and Source Code, I think, are my three favorite. Source Code's really good. Yeah, I, I think those are my top oh. three Jake Gyllenhaal movies. If I one had more, to pick. 
one more Jake Gyllenhaal movie, him with Tobey Maguire in the movie Brothers. It's okay. a drama, PTSD, war veterans. Oh, yeah. I know what you're talking about. Is that got, um, what's his face in it, Ross from Friends? Or is that Band of Brothers? Band of Brothers is what I'm thinking of. Might be Band of Brothers. Yeah, it's, Band of Brothers. His, his name is, uh, what is his name? Um, David Schwimmer. You've seen that movie? You know, that while show? we're talking about Jake Gyllenhaal, I'm sorry, Justin, I interrupted you. It's okay. Go ahead. We were just talking about Jake Gyllenhaal. Go ahead. Jake Gyllenhaal. <laughs> I was just asking <laughs> a question. You're good. He was in, yeah. a, he was in a horror movie. Yeah, the a pretty popular horror movie. What did I think of which one was? Well, he's in Zodiac. He's in Donnie uh, Darko. You know what? I totally forgot about Donnie Darko, which is crazy because that is like his best movie. Um, yeah. What am I, stupid? God, I'm so dumb. Donnie Darko, all the way. And then I would say Spider-Man and then Source Code. My bad, Jake Gyllenhaal, if you're listening. All right, <laughs> number 15. This is the last one. It's called One Last Scare. Once the monster is defeated or seemingly defeated and all our anxiety has dissipated, filmmakers love to fit in one more scare to get us when we are the most vulnerable. Well, it's, like the, it's like the reminder. Hey, yeah, the, the, the villain, the evil is still there, people. Yeah, Don't barely. Get your hopes up, yeah. Well, it's like something pops up and scares you and then you shoot it. I think it happened in the movie Megan, if I'm not mistaken, is like... You think she's dead, and then she raises up. She's like, ah, and then whoosh. it's like arachnophobia. Have you all seen that movie? Mm-mm. Okay, well, arachnophobia is about this Venezuelan spider that gets transported to U.S. Um, by accident, and then it has babies. And babies. The, the thing about these spiders is one bite kills you in seconds. So, like, people start dying all over the place, and people think there's a serial killer, but the whole time it's spiders. And so I think it's got Jeff Daniels in it, and he, like, Fights a spider. This spider is huge, guys. Like, it's like this big around. Like, it's huge. Um, but he's fighting this spider underneath the house. And then he ends up throwing it into a fire. And you're like, and then it just rushes out of the fire and it's on fire. And it's like, ah! it's so crazy. It, it's a, that's a cool movie. Uh, if you haven't seen Arachnophobia, I probably should watch it at least once. Uh, it's a 90s movie. Anyway, that's the end of that list. So. Um, I guess we could say we can start wrapping things up. Um, just quickly, uh, what are some uh, good scary movies that you might have, or something close to scary that you've watched this year? Well, I would say for me, uh, I did kind of a horror comedy aspect with The Werewolves Within. It is, it's like black comedy horror. So there are horror aspects, lots of comedy aspects. It doesn't take itself too seriously, and it's a good time. It's kind of like a, a whodunit, clue, horror, all in one. It's really genre bending. It's really fun. And then the other movie that I have seen in the past year, which I actually got to see in theaters, which doesn't happen very often, is Nope. Jordan Peele's Nope. And I know this movie has a lot of controversy. Um, Not controversy, but either people love it or hate it, it seems like. Some people don't seem to think it's as good as his other material, but I disagree. I thought it was was great. Zach, didn't you say you... You loved that movie or something? Isn't that what you said? I was in love with it, but I liked it. <laughs> I'm yeah. just kidding. I thought you... For some I just liked it because of like the it. complexity of Jordan Peele's movies. The animal exploitation is kind of a Hollywood... It's like a, a satire. It was like a commentary on, on the fact... Um, it was almost like a commentary on like the spectacle, the spectacle yeah. of Hollywood. Yeah. The fact that uh, people seek out a spectacle despite the the pain or horror it can cause 
those around them or even to themselves. That's another kind of genre bending one. It kind of starts out almost as like a, as like a dramedy or a, or like a Western. Yep. And then it's kind of like a modern, like neo-modern Western. And then like it slowly devolves into like this, like Lovecraftian sci-fi horror. What about you, Zach? Any good to... I'm trying to think. Threads. That's the most recent one I rewatched. Again, we talked about in a previous episodes about the nuclear conflict, and it's told in a documentary in style with lots of text narrating what's going on and lots of visuals of destruction destruction after a bomb hits the community and then i think what's more horrifying is just the way that humanity tries to adapt to a world that's been hit by a nuclear bomb there's one scene in there that's quite disturbing with a deformed looking person that was conceived uh, and that person eventually gets raped and uh, killed i believe oh. so there's lots of horrible aspects to it but other than that i'm trying i'm looking at my like the movies i've seen at, at the theater mm. and nothing yeah, that's, that's strict, what i'm looking at and that, not, nothing is stick strictly horror but there's maybe aspects of horror and all quiet on the western front i mean world war one was absolutely terrifying so I'm, I'm sure not, some aspects <laughs> of that movie were war is a scary thing i tell you other than that yeah there's nothing that, that's I, I don't really go out out of my way to watch or movies do. not because i'm scared or, or anything it just it i, I it's unfortunately uh negative connotations i think of horror movies it's got to be like something good uh, but there's not much of that there's i need another hereditary coming out well you can go see Bo is afraid not go see but just see it what's Justin, the have you seen either like um pearl or x I think it's an A24 film. A24 movies, yeah. I know what you're talking about. You've seen those? Those seem like they would be up your alley. Yeah, I I looked into Pearl when it came out. Um, I didn't, but Pearl is like a spinoff of X, I think. Isn't that correct or something? Yeah, it's like a sequel. I forget which one came first. And so I think Pearl's a prequel to X, if I'm not mistaken. But I don't know that for sure. Don't quote me on that. Um, But that's one reason why I didn't go see it, because I didn't see X. So I was like, oh, better Mm. wait. What are we going to ask? Would you consider the menu to be horror? Oh, that's a good question. Because I saw Mm. that. Uh, I think there's some, hmm, yeah, I, I don't know if I'd consider it a horror movie, but I think there, it's a drama with some horror elements because there's a lot of like weird, there's some really sudden weird, twists to it. Yeah. Sudden twists, but like some, there's murder and suicide and stuff like that, uh, in the movie. So I, I, the horror, the menu, the horror, the menu was a wonderful movie. I really enjoyed the menu. Um, that sounds delicious. <laughs> Okay, Zach. <laughs> um, I did like the menu a lot. That was um, one of the first movies I saw sometime. When did the movie menu come out? It's not on my list. I need to put it on my list. Is Human Centipede considered That's what, a kind horror horror? what kind of yeah, horror? What kind of body, I, body it's horror? Body horror movie. Yeah. How does it end? Does it end with like a uh, hey, like the, the number fifteen on the list on on Studio Binder? That type of trope. How does it end? Ooh. Remember. No, I I don't remember. I've only seen it once. One last scare. Um, I think, I think it's a one last, one final girl. So I think mm. I don't know. I think they probably all die. Actually, I don't really remember how that movie ends. <laughs> on to be honest with you, like spoiler, they all die. <laughs> yeah, I, I think I think it, I know at least two of them die. Um, out of the, I, I think they. If I'm not mistaken. They killed the surgeon, the surgeon who put them all together. I can't imagine being sewn up like that into someone 
Dude, it's gross, but man. Oh, is, that, there, is there is it show poop? I couldn't I do. I, I couldn't watch so. it. I don't think it does. If it does, it's very. I don't remember, dude. You know how long it's been since I've seen that movie. I, I I saw that probably like ten over ten years ago. I actually have been considering that old. Re- wow. I have been considering rewatching. Let's see. Human it, was that CGI? Human centipede, like the creation. I doubt it. I bet it was some sort of uh, practical effects. Mm. Okay, the Human Centipede came out. In 2009, the first one. Uh, real quick, I'll just mention a horror movie that I watched um, in theaters. is called Barbie. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I did see the Exorcist, the original Exorcist in theaters. That was really awesome to see that in theaters. Um, I think you said Believer as well. I saw them both, but I saw oh. the original Exorcist as well. Um, and I really liked it. Uh, and I also saw... Exorcist Believer, and I, I, you know, it was it was good because they brought back Linda Blair and Ellen Burstyn. Spoiler alert: There's the trust another trope bringing back uh, people, familiar characters from, from older. Ago. Yeah, <laughs> uh, but yeah, that was I thought that was really cool. But I mean, Ellen Burstyn's in it way more than Linda Blair is. Megan was a good one. Uh, it was kind of like almost like a horror. I don't want to say comedy, but it it wasn't a typical horror movie. Has a rated R version, uncut version, came out yet? Of Megan? Yeah. Uh, I don't think so. People were waiting for it, and the director said there is a version. Hmm. Is it not rated R? What the heck? No, no it's why. Why would any movie, any horror movie, be not rated R? Like that blows my mind. Sometimes. Maybe they don't need incredible scares or gore to be scary. Like they don't need yeah, it's rated excessive people. content. Well, they should put it in there. Okay. Uh, <laughs> okay. And I also saw Elvis this uh, year. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I liked Elvis, actually. Blonde well, was kind of a horror food movie uh, of sorts. <laughs> but it wasn't this year. That's true. Dang. Well, I guess you could say, you could make the argument it, it has been since the last Halloween, yeah. hasn't it? Or pretty, pretty dang close. Um, okay. The Whale yeah. was kind of a horror in some ways, too. Mm-hmm. Have you seen that movie yet, Jake? The first scene? You know, I was gonna, but somebody what locked Say me it. out of his Hulu account. <laughs> Jesus, I saw Evil Dead Rise. I'm just gonna tell you what horror movies I saw this year. Or at least that's on my list. Megan, see, uh, if you guys haven't seen Triangle Sadness, it's not a horror movie, but you should watch it. Hope's Exorcist. That was an okay movie. Evil Dead Rise. That was a pretty cool movie. Insidious: The Red Door. And then I saw The Nun Two. Saw 10, The Exorcist, The Exorcist Believer. Those were like within weeks of each other because it's like almost Halloween time. Those are the horror movies I watched this year. And I think my favorite was probably The Exorcist, the original Exorcist movie. Any uh, final thoughts about uh, horror movie tropes and stuff like that? I wish I the tropes evolved in, instead of staying the same. Any? Are there any like... Uh, horror movies you plan on watching before Halloween is over? I don't I need some good recommendations. Oh, real quick, Jake, I know we're trying to wrap this up. I watched The Thing. Yeah? Um, it's clobbering time. No, no the wrong get out. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> I watched The Thing and I enjoyed it. I don't think I enjoyed it as much as you did. Um, Probably not. Yeah, but I did I did absolutely love the special effects. Like The Thing itself. Mm-hmm. I thought the special effects were like on point, especially for 1980. I think it was 1984. Yeah, they hold up yeah. like amazingly well. It, it, it was like it was gross. Like just seeing it, I was like, "Dang, dude! I wonder how much money they spent on these special effects and these practical effects." But man, like at the part where um, they it it uh, you think it's dead, the thing it's laying on that, and then it gets that that redheaded guy that's bald uh-huh. and gets him, but then they kill him. 
but then his head comes off and he starts walking away as a little spider. And I was like, Oh my yep. God. And then they looked at it and they were like, are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> yeah. And they kill it. I was like, you gotta be kidding me. Like I thought that thing was going to get away. And um, what I liked about, and so among uh, many reasons that I like that movie, what I liked about that movie particularly is, is there weren't any dumb protagonists. No, like, they're all pretty smart. This, the situation that they were in, they made every right decision that you could possibly make given the, one, the situation they were in. The one thing and, about it. Oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. Go ahead. I was, no, I was going to say, and it's still like, yeah, ended up poorly. Oh yeah. For all of them. Now, the one thing I will say is like, they figured out this thing pretty quickly, quicker than most. I guess it's because they're not stupid. Um, yeah. That's because they're you know, smart. They, they were like, this thing's mimicking humans and mimicking things. Like they figured that out like a little too fast for me um because i was like oh my god they figured him out already like they, they can't like have a couple more kills before they figure him out but you know with the whole once they figured it out and that, then they're like figuring out how to kill it that was still fun and interesting to watch but i, I could have mm-hmm. gone maybe five more minutes with them not knowing who or what i think that the fun for me came with the fact that it it created a sense of claustrophobia because they know that it's imitating and they know that it's killing but they don't know which they one don't, of them they don't it know is. who they don't know who yeah. exactly it's like it's like alien but in antarctica or for like our gen z audience it's among us but in antarctica <laughs> oh my god yeah i guess you're right <laughs> wow good good uh comparison there jake among us should make a special like the thing edition oh my god that'd be, that'd be funny so yeah it was a cool movie uh zach if you haven't seen it you should probably watch it um it was cool. I didn't even bother watching the 2011 one. I didn't think it would be that. What good. breaks my heart is for the 2011 one, they actually brought in the same animatronics and puppeteers that they used for the original thing. Mm-hmm. And they had a massive budget for them to use that. And then the studio decided to go back in and replace all of their work with CGI anyway. Oh and it God. looks like dog, you know what? So. <laughs> Is there an uncut version or a version with the? No, like, there's there's no it's like version. The VHS VHS tape of episode one where Yoda's still a puppet. Yeah, no, they, it never even made it past the production for that. So, Lame. But, and I think it could have been like there are other problems with that movie plot wise, but it was just real unfortunate that the studio decided to. It does suck. I think redo that all that work. Practical effects are like not necessarily should be brought back because CGI does look good, um, but I think it's something that. I think the the studios that use it best use it in tandem. They they rely on the animatronics for most of like you see that in a lot of uh, the Star Wars TV shows that they come back. They use a lot of animatronics for the aliens and the critters and then just add CGI Things to aid the expression a little bit or aid the the liveliness. Deadpool's the same way, like like they you know, in order to get the expressions on Deadpool's face, they had to first film Ryan Reynolds making those expressions and then like pretty much, you know, lay him over the, the mask. Yeah. It's the same thing. Like, yeah, it's great. He's wearing the whole suit, but we still got to see his expressions. Yeah. All right, cool. Well, uh, I guess we'll stop there uh, unless you guys have any final thoughts about anything. All right, happy so, Halloween. Yeah. Happy Halloween. Uh, thank you for listening. <laughs> if you, um, like this episode or didn't like it you can check us out on apple and google podcast youtube uh and amazon music and pretty much anywhere you get your podcast um you can also uh hit us up on check us out on spotify wait i didn't i just said that didn't i and it's spotify <laughs> i missed spotify 
We missed well. OnlyFans too. And then you uh, you can also check us out on social media. That's where I was going with that. Is Facebook, Facebook, Twitter, or X, formerly known as Twitter, um, <laughs> Instagram, and YouTube. So uh, yeah, we'll see you guys uh, next time. Thank you for tuning into this special Halloween episode. Jake? Have a fantastic Halloween. Bye.